Hello everybody, this is Millennial Mike, and I'm trying something new today. Sometimes you have the urge, you have the inclination to rant, and you gotta let it out somewhere. When you have a podcast, all the better. Uh, So there were just a few things that I wanted to talk about. Um, I figured, you know, we have the Exiles Network podcast, we haven't really done a lot of movie talk, podcasting, and news recently. Um, we were never really so much a, a news, a news podcast, but more of a discussion and you know analysis kind of thing. And hopefully, this ends up being more interesting than just a just a, a, a pointless and aimless rant. But in any case, we'll we'll give it a try. So there was a few different bits of news that came up, and I say the term news very lightly <laughs> because uh, a lot passes for news nowadays, does it not? But they all kind of just hit in the past 24 hours and they're all in regards to different Disney projects, none of which I truly care about, none of, none of which that I plan on, on really watching, but I figured that I would talk about them because I find that the conversation around these things is very interesting, to say the least. Frustrating, if I want to be a little bit more on the nose with it. So the the first thing, and I have a few different angles that I want to take this take these articles at, and I want to actually quote from the articles as much as possible without just basically turning into an audible uh, recording. The first bit of news is that the PTC, or Parent Te- Parents Television and Media Council, they essentially wrote an article about Disney bringing their Netflix shows, you know, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, etc., to Disney+. Plus. This article is actually short enough for me to actually read, so I want to do that because I want you guys to hear what they said. And it's probably what you would imagine the parents, television and media council having to say about such a subject as this. But I have a few different thoughts that I wanted to to put out there. This is the title of their article taken straight from ParentsTV.org. PTC to Disney. Better online parental controls are good, but TVMA rated content destroys your brand. All right, Los Angeles, March 8th, 2022. The Parents Television and Media Council has applauded Disney Plus for planning an update to its parental controls, but simultaneously has denounced the company's decision to add six TVMA mature audience only rated Marvel television series to the platform. To date, Disney Plus has only allowed content rated TV 14 or younger. For more than 98 years, the Walt Disney company has been synonymous with the words family friendly and i can think of no other corporation in america's history that has been built more squarely on the backs and on the wallets of parents and families the company's eponymous better uh dictionary.com that one platform disney plus logically marketed itself as a family-friendly streaming service, and parents have placed their trust in Disney to deliver just that. 
It seems wildly off-brand for Disney Plus to add TV, MA, and R-rated programming to this platform, ostensibly to increase subscription revenue. So what comes next? Adding live striptease performances in Fantasyland and Disney World, said Tim Winter, president of the Parents Television and Media Council. While we applaud Disney Plus for improving their parents' control, parental control, the mere presence of MA and R-rated content violates the trust of families and may well turn them off entirely. There is no need for Disney Plus to compete with the explicit content on other streaming platforms. Disney is already at a competitive advantage with a streaming platform that is the safest one out there for families. Its foray into TV MA rated fare will forever tarnish its family friendly crown. So there's several different things to to note. And one of the things that I'm going to say, you're probably not going to actually expect me to, uh, to say, well, I guess it just depends on how well you know me and uh, where you know me from. (laughs) But the first thing I want to say is there's a few different things in here that are actually just incorrect. So first and foremost, they lumped in R-rated content as something that's being added to Disney Plus. And, and TVMA and R ratings are not the same. They're, they're not the same at all. Uh, the, the MPAA and the organization that rates televisions, I believe, are different. And they don't follow necessarily the same guidelines. And ultimately, the content, when you look at it anecdotally, TV content typically ends up being more mature than, or TVMA content ends up being more mature or more explicit, getting away with a lot more things than, than movies oftentimes do. Um, having that said, the one thing that I want to mention about this is that I can tell that these guys have not watched any of these Netflix shows. Um, I can tell you from having seen all the shows except for a few. I saw Luke Cage. I didn't watch Iron Fist. I watched The Fenders, actually. I don't remember a single thing about it. Um, I, I think I watched all of them but The Fenders. I watched all three seasons of Jessica Jones. <laughs> um, I'm not going to get into my opinion so much about the quality of the content, but... These shows are not very mature. And in fact, these shows are the most Disney-fied TVMA television shows that you can possibly find. I, I, I couldn't find a TVMA show that's more tame than these shows. Most of their language is as inexplicit as possibly can be. Uh, from the standpoint of nudity and sexual content, it is very scarce and also as inexplicit as you can possibly make on a TVMA show. It's funny, people were talking about a, a sex scene, a love scene, a, you know, whatever, between Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. And I believe it was the Luke Cage series. As though it's just like, oh my god, I can't believe this is coming to Disney+. Plus. But people, I think, have completely lost the script when it comes to what kinds of content you can put into a TV show. Like, the content in there could easily have been put into a TV-14 show. So the fact that this is kind of the conversation that we're, we're having around 
ratings and whatnot because of Disney and what they've done with the the Netflix shows. Because remember, Disney was ultimately responsible for those shows. Um, Netflix was the one distributing it, but it's still Disney content. That is far more interesting than, I think, them bringing the content to Disney+. Plus. I think it was pretty inevitable that eventually the content would come. And also, the it could very well be that this content could be censored and or different from the Netflix version. So I'm not sure. And I doubt anyone's going to go into it and and break it down second by second, minute by minute, scene by scene. I really doubt that's the case. That stuff never really happens, at least from my experience. But um, yeah, I doubt that's going to happen. So Anyway, I just found it very interesting that people were getting so, ooh, Disney's doing, you know, they're being naughty. It's like, come on, you guys are so cringe. People have lost the script. This isn't mature at all. Like, it's Disney plus fans and Marvel fans, to be frank, just all of them in the pot, have become so, their, their sensibilities are so juvenile that something so so tame so tepid as as netflix tv shows which are basically just slightly edgier a little bit more bloody cw tv shows like arrow on a good day with a little bit more a little bit more grit that's basically what it is um and they're they're getting you know they're turning into like these these school kids you know ooh, it's just it's kind of cringe now the thing that interests me about these next two things is that they seem to be very related in the themes of the first. The second is that Sean Levy, I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce his name. It might be Levi, but Sean Levy, Levi is directing Deadpool 3. I don't think anyone actually cares aside from the fact that it's Deadpool 3. In that case, it could be anyone directing. Uh, Who is Sean Levy? You know, he directed Free Guy. It was met with lukewarm response. I don't even know if it made any money at the box office and or streaming platforms or or whatnot. He's also was just announced, I believe it was yesterday or the day before, to be doing some film called The Atom Project, some kind of sci-fi film. Very small description here so I can read it. After accidentally crash landing in 2022, time traveling fighter pilot Adam Reed teams up with his 12 year old self on a mission to save the future. It's it, I saw a part of the trailer. It looked very, you know, silly, fun, you know, kind of uh, adventure kind of movie with uh, Ryan Reynolds. So this is going to be apparently the second movie that Sean Levy Levi is doing with Ryan Reynolds. And it's kind of being framed and touted as though this is Sean Levy teaming back up with Ryan Reynolds for the third time, although we haven't even seen the second time. We don't even know what that's like, and no one cared about Free Guy. (laughs) No one cared. No one talked about it. It didn't make much of a splash. What These are all just excuses, I think, to kind of make it seem as though we can trust Deadpool 3 when in reality, we saw one lukewarm combination between this director and actor, and that's it. So, interesting how that's being basically kind of uh, 
framed there. I, honestly, I once again, I don't care about Deadpool. I didn't see the first two. And I definitely don't care about this one. But the theme here is interesting that this came out around the same time as the news about the PTC talking about mature content in Disney. Feige has been wishy-washy about whether he would actually make a Deadpool 3 that represents the Deadpool that was in the first two films. I won't say R-rated or mature or whatever, because that could be spun too. I mean, what if they do make an R-rated movie, right? It'll be like the Netflix Daredevil verse of R-rated movies. Like, it, uh, people... the. We need to stop using these parameters. Like, it's not about whether something's PG-13 or R-rated. Like, it's about whether it's good, <laughs> you know? And it's about whether you can show the content that will live up. Because, like, when you make the conversation all about whether it's this rating or that rating, it then it becomes like, okay, but was it effective? And all, all I'm seeing is Disney can either make a non-mature rated TVMA or R-rated content and they can make it childish or, or whatever Disney-fied as I like to call it and they can also make it they can do the same thing with something that's quote-unquote R-rated it changes little but the conversation becomes so fixated and people it actually blinds people they lose sight of okay what were you expecting to happen what were you expecting to see what kind of tone did you want you know all these different things i think people are are, are missing so there's not really much news about this uh sean levy has done movies such as the night at the museum films real steel uh cheaper by the dozen the pink panther Big Fat Liar. Um, he's doing that Adam Project movie that I was referring to. So these are some of the movies. Not all. I, I've I cherry picked the movies. To be frank, most of the movies on here that, that those are most of the movies. But I did cherry pick a little bit to kind of make a point. And these are the kind of movies that Sean Levy does, and he's making a movie for Disney that happens to be Deadpool three. So it's really hard to make the argument that the concerns that some Deadpool fans may have had as short-lived as they may have been, are actually not, in fact, concerned. It'd be hard to make an argument against that. They they probably are still very much concerned. Anyway, uh, the last thing I want to talk about today in this rant is Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, I know that she is definitely no stranger to being in the mouths of angry online podcasters and YouTubers, but Hopefully I can say something with a little bit more nuance and less skin in the game because I'm probably not going to watch this anyway. But the next article is funny because I was actually on Twitter, don't tell anybody, and saw a little snippet from IGN talking about how uh, she is lightening up Obi-Wan. Now, of course, that's not really the whole story. Um, the... Uh, the original story um, is a lot longer, and it actually happened yesterday as well. This was posted today, but this was basically kind of IGN going in, cherry-picking certain things from, from an interview that was done yesterday with IGN, or uh, let's see here, not IGN, I'm sorry, Entertainment Weekly, uh, with Kathleen Kennedy, and 
choosing something that was going to be provocative. And that ultimately came that came to the tune of original Obi-Wan Kenobi scripts were too bleak by Joby Harold. So Mr. Harold felt that this was the the way to frame the conversation. I, I looked at the article a little bit. It was a long interview. It was a video. I wasn't planning on watching it or the transcript. But it's a basically it's a big nothing burger, really. To be frank, anyone who's been who's been faithfully watching the Disney Plus Star Wars content, I'm sure is not concerned about the tone of the content. Um, I, I, so I don't know why this would really be be of a concern, but I thought felt that it was very interesting that this was kind of how um, this bit of news was being framed. It seems just. And within the 24 hours, Disney has become, uh, there's this narrative that Disney is making bad choices with the, the theme or not so much a the theme, but the, the tone of their, of their content. Uh, in reality, um, what I see here is just people writing articles to frame it in different ways. Kathleen Kennedy is going to make content based upon, you know, what's going to get the most amount of money. That's what I imagine, at least. I don't like her content. I don't like her Star Wars content. I don't care about her. I don't know who she is, but that's what I would imagine. I imagine that she's trying to make some money. Uh, How that money, you know, exactly where that money's flowing, I don't know. And if it's enough to justify these films, well, they're still coming out. But one thing in this article here, the one written by IGN that I found to be interesting, and this was kind of a snippet from the, was from the, uh, the interview, is this, and I quote, we're looking ultimately to make a hopeful, uplifting story. She explained, it's tricky when, you, when you're starting with a character in the state that Obi-Wan would be in coming off of Revenge of the Sith. That's a pretty bleak period of time. You can't just wave the magic wand with any writer and arrive at a story that necessarily reflects what you want to feel. So I think that last sentence is, and the last part of the last sentence is really ultimately what I think it comes down to, what you want to feel. I think people don't want to feel anything negative. They don't want to feel uncomfortable. And I say that very lightly people don't want to feel uncomfortable at all i'm not even sure if the word uncomfortable is is uh weak enough of a word to describe the feelings that people don't want to feel (laughs) um and i i really can't you know make a cultural statement about the times that we're living in and have that having anything to do with it but ultimately i think that a lot of producers and directors we've seen the same thing happen with dc and they say these same kind of things about films. Of course, they'll make films that aren't, I guess you would say, light necessarily. But that's a whole discussion for a different day. I'll get into a rant about what it means to be dark, what it means to be light, what it means to be heavy, what it means to be mature, adult, all these different things. Nuances which have been lost to the annals of Twitter. But um, that's been all. I hope that uh, it hasn't been too much of a of a bore fest. I just wanted to talk about some of these things. What do you guys think about these bits of news? Do you think it's all just spin work done by the, 
the writers of these articles just to to get people fired up? Do you think it really changes the way that we would have seen any of this content? Honestly, for most of these things, my opinion has never changed on from the moment they were they were released. The Netflix content, my opinions never changed. Deadpool 3, the, the inkling that eventually it would come out and it would be a Disney product made by 20th Century Studios and what that would ultimately look like, my opinion on what that is going to look like, has never changed. Uh, Obi-Wan, whatever that is. I mean, like once again, I could care less. But I don't imagine that it was ever going to be anything different. Uh, you know what? One thing I will bring up. They did something very similar. Kathleen Kennedy did something very similar to Rogue One. They talked about how the original um, Rogue One script, or I think there was actually a certain cut that they actually made, was too dark, too bleak. And I've actually been on record talking about how I felt about that. So, you know, I think that this is a pretty common studio thing. They go into these films, big studio franchise films. They lighten them all up to make them more family-friendly for Quadrant. And every once in a while, if you're a writer, you need to write something salacious you just kind of remind people that that's what they're consuming they'll get really upset and then they'll go to watch it the next day anyway this has been a millennial rant good talking with you guys today and i will see you guys next time take care